Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. I'm joined today by Al Pasquale, who works at Javelin Research. And Al, we're talking about the identity fraud study now in its 14th year. The results are just in. Um, Javelin um, has, has released some statistics from the results. It looks like Fraud is up across the board, so there are a number of reasons, as you've mentioned, um, for fraud to increase, but was it surprising that fraud rose 40% year over year? You know, so specifically card not present fraud, right? Mm-hmm. growing 40% year over year, that was a surprise. Uh, I think generally, you know, Javelin, the industry, so our clients, whether they were you know, issuers or merchants, there was an expectation it would grow but maybe 10%, mm-hmm. not 40%. I, I, that shocked everybody. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But before we went out with the study, it was just that was not the, the level we were expecting. So I think we all have talked about CMP going up, so maybe that didn't seem like so much of a surprise. But as you mentioned, it was a surprise that it went up 40%. Right. Why do you think it went up 40% and not just 10 well, I think there's a number of factors that conspired. You had EMV, and certainly that did play a role. Uh, we've reached a bit of an inflection point last year. Uh, a lot of cards were reissued, and at the end of the day, it does change criminal behavior. So their lives get a little bit harder, and they gradually migrate online. The difference between the physical channel, though, and the online channel is that criminals can conduct so much more fraud more quickly online. So there's like a magnifying effect once they get online. And so I think we're seeing some of that play out, right, through the use of things like bots where, you know, they can conduct hundreds of transactions a minute um, and not be held back as they would be in the physical world where they have to go from store to store, only so much you can do in a day. You know, so digital is a completely different environment and they're they're proving very adept. What about mobile account takeover? Has there been an increase in the compromise of, of mobile credentials? So mobile devices have become increasingly attractive. I know everyone's talking about you know, the need to replace passwords and we need stronger security when it comes to authenticating online accounts, but criminals realize um, that there's more than one way to skin the cat, that the banks are doing other things to protect accounts like you know, sending out one-time passwords via SMS. And so, I mean, they've, they've done a good job of compromising passwords. They're getting good now at compromising SMS one-time passwords, right. right? They're taking over mobile accounts. That nearly doubled year over year. So taking over your T-Mobile, taking over your Verizon account, um, because they want those one-time passwords. They want the text messages that you know, banks and issuers and others are sending to their customers and they're, they're getting them, right? So this is just an example of how they are overcoming our defenses in digital and how we need to raise the bar more quickly. Do you think how that could just be a factor of more people are using mobile devices for banking and, and for other services than they were a year ago? I think there's some of that, right? Criminals are going to go where the money is. You know, as more and more institutions make those kinds of services available via mobile, out-of-band authentication, you know, alerts and notifications, criminals are going to uh, shift to their behavior and focus on these new ways to secure the account and try to find the weaknesses, those weak links. And they do inherently, right? So um, maybe your bank has really strong security, but maybe your carrier doesn't, right, for your mobile phone. Mm-hmm. And so they'll take the username and password from the LinkedIn list, list or from the Yahoo list and then try it against your mobile phone account. That gets them access. Now they're forwarding phone numbers and then they move on to your bank account. Right. Right. So it's kind of a, it's a preliminary step. So at the heart of, of all of this, 
what what is the issue? Mm-hmm. Is it poor authentication? Is it users who who aren't protecting their data as well as they should? Is it a combination of things? Mm-hmm. It's definitely a combination. Mm-hmm. And so we def- we have a need for stronger authentication across the board. There's absolutely no question. Um, and it needs to be an intelligent authentication that considers uh, the user across channels, across sessions. Uh, it's not just a, a one-size-fits-all approach. Inherently, that will fail at some point. Um, but on top of that, we do need to do a better job of educating the end user, the customer. You know, we see things like um, the difference between a customer who is very heavily um, digital and one who isn't. If a customer is very digital, their risk of being a victim is much higher. Um, whereas if they are um, like what we call like an offline consumer, their risk is much lower. But you know, both of those are a double-edged sword. Right? Um, so if you're offline, your risk may be lower, but it takes you longer to detect fraud. So we need to get more of these people online, right? in essence, to help bring that down. But if they are heavily online, all their information is being shared across the ether. Yeah. You know, so then we need to get them to institute smarter practices in how they share their information, how they secure it, you know, using things like um, you know, Visa checkout, right? instead of always entering their payment credentials in sites they've never done business with before. So it's, a, it's an all-in effort. And so what kind of recommendations is Javelin giving to not only consumers but maybe to businesses too? Oh, they're, they're so varied, right? It right. very much depends on the type of institution that we're talking to, whether it's a, a merchant, you know, a bank. Um, has a lot to do with their risk tolerance, their culture, um, their budget. Uh, unfortunately, we're having some good conversations with a, a select number of clients now about what they can do to improve authentication across the board, across all of their channels. And that is very encouraging. But at the end of the day, it's, it's about money. You know, it used to be that banks were very, you know, the security guys were very security oriented. And that perspective changed. And then they became much more open to the idea of good customer experience. Mm-hmm. You know, that used to be the business lines putting pressure on the security guys. And now the security guys, or at least security guys over the last five years, have started to make that a bit of their mantra too. Over the last year or two, though, what we've seen is a kind of this change in perspective um, where it became a lot more about cost control and ease of integration. Just because there's so many new tools in the market, new authentication controls, and they expect more to come, that you know you have you know you have CISOs, you know heads of authentication who are right. looking at their they're looking at their budget and they're looking at their roadmap. And they're thinking to themselves, there's no way I can accommodate this, right? The needs of the customer, digital transformation, you know, all these new technologies, you know, what the mobile's gonna be doing, IoT, and right. secure all of it with what I have. Someone has to make it easier. And so I think that's a, a pretty big opportunity in the market. Yeah, I agree. Well, Al, it's been great talking with you. Thank you for taking some time out to, to speak with me today. Oh, absolutely, anytime. Again, we've just heard from Al Pasquale from Javelin Strategy and Research. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.